This is Monday Morning Meditations number 243 on the Rising Man podcast with Jetty Azuma. If you want your relationship to work, you got to put in the work. What's up, Rising Man family? Jetty Azuma here with another Monday Morning Meditations coming at you. So excited for this week's episode. Before we jump in today, one last chance. If you want to join our turbo-boosted 12-week Inferno program, you got that vision in your heart that you finally are ready to make a reality. We are relaunching this Wednesday, February 22nd. We still have some spaces remaining, so it's your last shot. If you want to get in there, go over to risingman.org slash inferno right now. Go ahead and register. If you got any questions, reach out to us ASAP because we can still squeeze you in, but the clock is ticking. So if you're ready to make that vision happen, if it's time, if you're ready for a change, head over to risingman.org slash inferno and get up with it today. All right, without further ado, today's topic is my biggest lessons from 10 years of committed partnership. I have spent 10 amazing years with my wonderful wife, Carrie, and what I want to share today are 10 lessons that I've learned in those 10 years with my wonderful, amazing wife. So first thing that I'll say is that Every relationship is challenging. There are no relationships, at least none that I've ever heard of, where challenge doesn't exist. In fact, the ones that I have heard of where challenge doesn't exist, those relationships, they, they stay at a very low level because the reason they're easy is because those folks are not really leaning into each other. They're keeping it at a safe and comfortable range that they can just sustain. To really experience the depth of love, the depth of partnership, requires going to these challenging and difficult places. So in order to survive them, there has to be some really, really, really critical pieces in place. And I'm going to share 10 of those that I've discovered in 10 years with you today. So number one, choose each other every single day. Anybody who's been in a long-term committed partnership knows that commitment is way more than I do one time. You need to say, I still do every single day. I choose you. In fact, most days out of almost 4,000 days that my wife and I have been together, we've started by saying, I choose you. I still choose you. Even on the days where it was hard, there's days where one of us didn't want to say it to the other person, sometimes both of us. But we were able to put those things aside and remember that, you know what, in spite of how difficult this is right now, I still choose you in this moment. There's nothing more powerful than reminding that person that you choose them, no matter what kind of shape or condition the relationship is in in the moment. So choose each other every single day. Number two, if you fight to be right, you're going to kill your relationship. One of the most important things that I've learned how to do in my relationship is say, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. It's one of the most important things that we can do to humble ourselves, to realize that it's not important, not as important to be right as it is to stay close and stay connected. Now, arguments are going to happen. And we're all going to have to take times and moments where we admit that I was wrong. I was out of line. That was inappropriate. That wasn't very supportive the way I said that. But take ownership of it. Demonstrate that there's a willingness to be wrong and ask for forgiveness. It goes a long way when both people in a partnership are capable of doing that. Number three, sex is important. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, somebody with a high sex drive or a low sex drive. Sex is important. 100%. So because it's important, have more and <laughs> talk about it. 
If you're not having the type of sex that you want, if you're not having the frequency of sex that you want in your relationship, have the courage to talk about that with your partner. Not in an accusatory way, not in a needy way. I need you to give me more sex. No, have the conversation because it is an important thing to express our sexual energy and creativity towards each other, to share that level of intimacy with one another is so important. So make sure that you talk about it. If it's not the way you'd like it to be or the way you want to be experiencing each other, have the courage to have that conversation and make it what you want it to be. There's so many resources out there to help you have a more fulfilling sex life with your partner and there's no reason why you can't have it. So make it happen. Number four, start talking. I'm not talking about recent events or gossip about her girlfriends or whatever you talk about on the surface. I mean, start talking about the real things. The real things that you're hiding, the things that you're holding back because you're not quite sure if she's going to be able to take it. One of the most important things that my wife and I have done has constantly deepened the level of dialogue that we have with one another. And there's always another level. Admit it. There, no matter how long you've been with somebody, no matter how well you know each other, there's always another level of conversation that can be had. So start talking at the next level of conversation. Start sharing about the things that you haven't talked about before because that's going to develop greater intimacy and greater trust within the relationship just by talking. Trust me. Number five, sometimes what you need is space. Yes, we've all heard the sayings, you shouldn't go to bed angry. We've all heard the sayings, talk it out, work it out, make it all, make peace with each other. But sometimes you just need space. Some people are like that. And without going into different types of attachment styles, some of us just need a moment to take a breath. So go for a walk, take a pause, sleep on it for a night, come back to it in the morning, walk out of the room for a few minutes, take a few deep breaths and then come back. But sometimes you need space. Not everything can or needs to be resolved right in that moment. So if what you feel you need is space or what your partner needs is space, then allow that to happen. But this leads us to our next one. Number six, always come back together. You can't make a habit of constantly running away when things get hard. It's one thing to take a little bit of space. It's another thing to always be avoiding and running away from reconciliation and resolution. So even if you take a few minutes of space or you take a day or a night apart just to let things cool down, always make sure you come back together. One of the best things that Carrie and I have done is we always return back together. One of us is always willing to go first and lean back in because the couples that lean back into each other instead of away from each other are the ones that are going to last. Number seven, listen up, fellas. Intimacy is much more than sex. Now, don't get me wrong. Sex is one of my favorite types of intimacies. Just ask my wife. But intimacy in general is so much more than that. And it's not just a few minutes of foreplay. It's not just getting things hot and exciting. Intimacy is listening, rubbing her feet, asking her how her day was, sending her a gift when she wasn't expecting it, letting her know you're thinking about her when you've got all these other things going on. Intimacy is so much more than just the physical. And even though that's a really important and enjoyable part of intimacy, there's so many other ways to express and share intimacy with your partner that she's hoping and wanting you to do. So explore them. Listen deeply. Go out and take sex off the table for a date night completely, entirely. Make an agreement that no physical contact is going to happen. I'll tell you that those are some of the most intimate and exciting nights that my wife have had and I have had. And 
who knows where they'll end up, but try out these different forms of intimacy because it's not only going to broaden your relationship, it's gonna make the depth of what you share with each other that much more rich. Okay, number eight, the small things go a long way. Now, when I was a 25-year-old romantic version of myself, everything felt like it needed to be a huge production. And I spent a lot of time doing that. As a single bachelor without the kids running around before we got married, it was a whole lot easier to do these big romantic displays of my affection to carry. Now, 10 years later with kids and two businesses and so many things, responsibilities, et cetera, for my wife and I, it's not, it, it takes way more effort to do those big, big productions of romantic displays. Now, those are still important but it's not sustainable to do them all the time. So the small things end up becoming really important too. Calling her and asking how her day was, checking in with her when you get home, sending her a text in the middle of the day saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. How you how's your day going? Sending flowers just because it's a Tuesday, things like that that'll let her know that she matters. Those little things, they add up and they go a long way just to let her know that she still matters to you. Even when there's so many things on each of your plates, she's still important. So it doesn't always have to be a big thing. Those small things can mean so much. Number nine, surprise your partner, period. Whatever that looks like, surprise her, send her gifts, show up at work one day, uh, have a mariachi band sing to her on her birthday, whatever it is, surprise her because letting her know that she's special, that you've put some thought into what you're presenting her with, lets her know that you thought about her during your busy day of all these other things that you had to do. So surprise her, take her completely off guard, send her a dress and tell her to meet you at a restaurant at 5 p.m. and have a whole evening planned for the two of you. Whatever that looks like, again, whether it's big or whether it's small, surprise her because it's one of the quickest ways to let her know that she matters to you in a big way. And last but not least, number 10, which for me was one of the hardest things to accept, your family cannot be your sole purpose. Now, I first got this from David Data when I read Way of the Superior Man back when I was 21 years old. And when I heard this, I said, man, screw you. You don't know what you're talking about. I put the book down, met Carrie, got married, picked it up a year into our marriage, read the same thing again. And I said, you know what? I think you're onto something, David. And he was, because what I originally thought he was saying was I need to neglect my partner and my family in service to my mission. But he wasn't saying that at all. He was saying that my service and my mission must be more important and inclusive of my family because it's so tempting to just focus all of our attention and energy on just taking care of our wife and our kids and our nuclear family unit. But every single one of us has more to us than just that. There's other desires, other pursuits that we have. And if you know what that is and you're not feeding it, then the only outcome is gonna be resentment. If you've got a target off in the distance, something you've always wanted to do, something that you know you must do, you're compelled to do before your life ends, and instead you let the monotony of day-to-day -day life and just trying to get by get in the way, then you're always going to wonder, what if? What if I did that thing? And when you have those moments of clarity and you see your family and your kids and your mortgage and your job as an obstacle, the only outcome is going to be resentment. You'll either resent them because you see them as getting in the way of you and your destiny, or you're going to resent yourself for not choosing your destiny and choosing other people and other things over that purpose all the time, or a combination of both. So 
A man cannot make his family his sole purpose. He must find a way to include his family, his children, his relationship in his pursuit of his purpose. And if you haven't figured out how to do that, then man, you better spend some time because you don't want years and years and years to go by filling and boiling over with resentment and then get to a place where it's too late. Ten, these are 10 of the biggest lessons that I've learned in 10 years of amazing partnership with my wife, Carrie. I'm sure there's so much more wisdom and lessons that I'll pick up in the next 10 years and beyond. But for now, these are the most potent ones that I guarantee if you listen to this list and you put these things into place for yourself, you'll have a more fulfilling relationship guaranteed, 100%. So whether you're in a relationship or not, make sure you download and register these 10 lessons in there because I promise they're going to come in handy when you need them someday. And make sure you tune in for next week's Monday morning meditation. Stay blessed. All right, y'all, for everything Rising Man, make sure you head over to risingman.org. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to us, as well as our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Rising Man Movement. Much love to everybody out there supporting Rising Man in all the different ways that you do. Thank you guys so much, especially the past few weeks. All the support that's been coming in, all the reflections we've been getting about our content, about some of the changes we're making. Really appreciate that, that everybody's been showing up and throwing up their hands and giving a lot of support. So a lot of love to everybody out there doing that. Until next time, rise up and claim your destiny.